What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got K-Love, you got Stevie P. We are coming at you with our first dual podcast in like a week and a half. What is going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? I'm excited to be back with you, dog. It's nice yeah, to hear your too. voice again. Me too. We have not, uh, you know, we, we've been communicating, obviously, but haven't had, the, our schedules been not been in sync. Well, you know, so now they finally are for these next two podcasts. And then, you know, Wednesday, Thursday will be me solo, Steve solo. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be a couple good podcasts to uh, finally get back together with you. Uh, so we're going to start by breaking down these games. Um, We'll start it off with the Giants and the Washington football team. So we're going to start it off, um, you know, obviously from the Washington side, Terry McLaurin, 11 for 107 and a touchdown. Uh, Antonio Gibson, 13 carries for 69 yards, but J.D. McKissick vultures the touchdown. On the Giants side, Daniel Jones, 249 and a touchdown, nine carries for 95 you know, obviously he was he had that read option was working for him because they were crashing down on Barkley. So Barkley only gets 13 carries for 57 yards. Uh, in the New York receiving game, you had Shepard get nine for 94. Uh, Slayton scores a touchdown. So uh, from this game, what what do you like that from what you saw? What are you buying and what do you what are you selling from what you saw that you uh, don't necessarily think that will last or continue as the season progresses? All right, so the the couple things that I'm buying is Sterling Shepard is for real. I definitely nope. think Sterling Shepard is for real. Uh, I think he's probably going to be – depending on how high the highs are for Kenny Galladay when they start getting a rapport with Daniel Jones is how close I think Sterling Shepard will be to the number one. But as of right now, Sterling Shepard is – by far the best wide receiver on this Giants team, and it's not close. Um, Darius Slayton, I'm, I'm selling that one. I, I mean, I just – if he doesn't have that 33-yard touchdown, he should have had two touchdowns because the – Yeah, that, obviously the drop hurt around the world. Yeah, yeah, he should have caught that. And a lot of people are like, oh, you overthrew him. Dude, if it hits you in the hands as a wide receiver in the NFL, you're supposed to catch it. Because in high school football, they tell you, if it hits you in the hands, you have to catch it. Like, that's your job. So, you know, that should have been a catch. But, you know – Saquon, I, I'm not buying that Saquon is is a, a shot running back or anything like that. I think they're super limiting his workload. And when the workload gets back to normal and this offensive line figures it out a little bit better because they have been terrible to start the season, and they, they did the same thing last year. They started off bad, and then they came on at the end of the year and started playing better, uh, which is why Wayne Gallman was a thing last year. Um, but – you know, so that from the giant side of the ball, those are my takeaways. Kenny Galladay, you know, he'll have better days, but it's gonna it, it's gonna take them a while to adjust because you got to remember he didn't play in the preseason at all because he was hurt. So they need to play together a little more to figure it out. Um, on the Washington football side of the ball, you know, I'm selling Tyler Heineke. I, you know, I just don't think that's going to be a, 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 a you know in a two QB league. I told you guys pick him up because he's I thought he was going to be okay. Uh, and I would obviously keep him in a two QB league, uh, but other than that, he's not a, he's not a twelve team league starter for me at all. Uh, JD McKissick, I'm happy to see that he got some targets in this game and became a thing again because I like JD McKissick, uh, and him stealing that vulturing that touchdown that kind of sucks. Uh, and then Antonio Gibson, I'm buying because I think Antonio Gibson, you know, he averaged five point three yards a carry in this game and I thought he was good. So, uh, you know, he just 
got Vulture to touchdown, and they weren't throwing to him a whole lot because they started getting blown out, let's be honest. They, they were down two touchdowns at one point in this game. Yep, I'm obviously buying Terry McLaurin also. Uh, you know, that's a, Steve and I have been high on McLaurin all offseason. I think this is what we expect. Um, you know, maybe not this 11 catches, you know, every game, but he's definitely going to be a guy that produces at this kind of level every game. Um, you know, Gibson and Gibson and McKissick, I think I think this is the best that this offense works. Um, I know Gibson owners don't want to hear that because yeah, obviously it'll take, you know, takes him off the field a little bit, especially in the passing game and everything. But I just think that McKissick is a very good pass catcher out of the backfield. And I think that, you know, going back to last season, their offense is, is works best when they're able to get McKissick the ball in the passing game and run the ball up with Antonio Gibson, which one of the things that scares me about Gibson is his touchdown production. And I said this in the offseason. If he's not scoring touchdowns at the pace he was last year, you know, his season goes from, you know, a top 12 or 15 running back wherever he was last year. He's probably not, he's probably around a low RB2. Um, I don't think he's going to be a low RB2 this year. I think he'll probably finish in the 12 to 15 category if he doesn't start scoring some more touchdowns. But I, I don't think he's, you know, I, I don't think he's a, he's a, a sell at this point, but he's definitely somebody that I'm a little bit nervous about because if, you know, if his touchdowns don't start picking up, you know, he's obviously uh, going to be a guy that's going to be considered for, you know, a bus candidate. Yep. Yeah. He definitely needs to uh, start scoring some touchdowns. Nope. So we're going to move on to bears and bears and Bengals. Uh, So burrow in this game, not very good, you know, two touchdowns, but three picks. One goes back for pick six where Roquan Smith looks like a freaking running back making moves out there. Um, Joe Mixon goes 20 carries for 69 yards. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, seven for 73. T. Higgins, six for 60 in a touchdown. Jamar Chase gets another touchdown. That's gets good to see. Um, from the Bears' side of the ball, Dalton gets hurt. Fields comes in. I don't think Fields looked very, you know, very good throwing the football. You know, obviously didn't go 50% from the field, throws a pick. Uh, Montgomery, 20 for 61. Um, Allen Robinson, 2 for 24, does get a touchdown, luckily. Uh, But, you know, this was just not the greatest offensive showing. uh, Darnell Mooney, 6 for 66, too. That's, you know, on eight targets. That's definitely something that you want to – that we should bring up as well. Yeah, honestly, uh, watching this game, the Bears' offense is one that I – you know – okay, this is what I will say. I am going to buy Justin Fields because when Andy Dalton was in the game – they really weren't playing much better. Like they were moving the ball just a little bit better than they were with Fields on the field. You know, I think it's a I think it's a was a tough situation for Fields because he's not practicing as the starter. He's not getting all those reps that he should be getting. And they kind of throw him into a game against a I just gotta I'm gonna say it now. The bang the Bengals defense they look good the past two weeks. I'm sorry. You know, against the Vikings, we saw what 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 the Vikings did to Arizona. 
right? And Arizona, we assumed was a really good defense because what we saw to, you know, what what, what happened to Tennessee last week. But the Bengals have held consecutive opponents to under basically 20 fantasy, you know, or 20 total points. You know, they scored, the Vikings scored 20 last week and the Bengals, or they scored, what did they score? 20? Did they score 24? They might have scored 24. Yeah, I can't remember. But, I mean, still. That's a low score from what yeah. we've seen from this Vikings team. And you know, now they hold they basically held this offense to 13, 13. points because yeah, cause defense the, scored one of the touchdowns. Exactly. So had not Burrow throws a pick six, you know, it it this might not have been close because Burrow threw three interceptions in this game. It wasn't like he threw the one pick six. He threw three interceptions in this game and just looked really bad. Um you know, I think the Bears defense, like I told you guys, I thought the Bears defense was a good defense. You know, you can pick them up in fantasy. I know they weren't great last week, but whatever. So I'm buying the Bears defense. Um, I am going to buy Justin Fields because I think better days are to come, especially if Dalton's going to miss some time. I am buying Joe Mixon in this game. Uh, Joe Mixon was the only person on the team who got a carry. No one else touched the ball and no one else ran the ball. So it wasn't like they had an end around to any of the wide receivers. Joe Burrow didn't run at all. Nobody got a carry but Joe Mixon. So, you know, Joe Mixon is a definite buy for me if somebody's nervous about what they saw this week. Um, you know, and you're probably going to have to pay a little bit, but I'm paying whatever it is I need to pay. Uh, David Montgomery. Like I said, I think this Bengals defense is good, so I'm going to buy David Montgomery uh, because – he didn't look especially good in this game, but he's getting a lot of the work. And if it wasn't for Justin Fields coming in the game and playing more, you know, basically there's nobody on the team that has more than two carries because Damian Williams got two carries in the game. That was it. Um, on the wide receiver position, honestly, you know, I'm buying T Higgins. I'm buying Chase, you know, Jamar Chase. And we're not saying buy like, like uh, for – Buy, sell. Buy, sell. We're saying buy like I think these guys are going to be good all year long uh, because, you know, T. Higgins got 10 targets in this game. I love to see that. Tyler Boyd, uh, you know, another guy that I'm buying. I told you guys he was going to have a bounce back week this week, and he does, 7 for 73. If he catches a touchdown, he puts you over the top. But this is kind of the guy that you were expecting all your, you know, you're expecting seven, eight targets or, you know, close to 10 targets a week and him being very good. Um, and then I'm buying on the, the bear side of the ball. I'm buying Darnell Mooney. Like obviously Allen Robinson is a guy you're going to play every single week and he scores a touchdown this week. And had he not, you were going to probably be real mad at, at Allen Robinson, but Darnell Mooney, this is back to back games where he's the most targeted guy on the team. I don't know if that's by design. I think it's kind of crazy. I think Allen Robinson should always be the largest target in you know in the game but darnell mooney for some reason they want to throw him the ball a lot uh you know he catches six for 66 in this game and matt nagy just knows more than everybody he most knows more than everybody he just he's (laughs) the smartest guy in the room he's a terrible coach um and hopefully he's fired by the end of this season or you know next year but yeah um you know that's that's basically it i'm not you know i'm not really buying really anything else i know i said cole Komet could be good but he was really not existent in this game uh, and I'm going to buy the Bengals defense and I'm going to buy the Bears defense. I think they're both good defenses. You know, I know the Bengals are in a tough division, but so far they look good. Yep. Moving on to the next game, um, Texans and Browns. So from the Texans side, Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, 
125 yards passing, gets a, has a touchdown pass and gets hurt. Davis Mills comes in, uh, eight for 18 for 102 and a touchdown, but has a pick. Mark Ingram, 14 carries for 41 yards. Uh, but Philip Lindsay, or I'm sorry, did Philip Lindsay not score a touchdown? Because I, yeah, oh, he got a receiving touchdown. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely touchdown. had a notification about Philip Lindsay scoring a touchdown. Yeah, he had a 22 yard screen pass. He ran in for a touchdown. Yep. Brandon Cooks, 14 targets, nine catches for 78 and a touchdown. He's the only guy getting passing <laughs> passing targets out there. Like nobody else had more than two targets. Brandon Cooks had 14. We That's why you. we told you draft Brandon Cooks right there. We told you every, every all the fantasy guys, and I listen to I listen to like two podcasts mainly. Uh, I listen to the CBS guys because I like them, and I listen to. Uh, What's the other one I listen to? Um, PFF guys. Uh, um, Ian Harditz. I listen to Ian Harditz. And that's basically the only two <laughs> fantasy podcasts I listen to because those are really the only two I like. Uh, but if I'm being honest, like, they both were trashing Brandon Cooks. Like, I, I didn't hear anything good about Brandon Cooks. They were all like, oh, you know, it was all one week. Sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him, sell him. You know, I don't agree. Like, I think Brandon Cooks is a very good wide receiver. Like, he is a very good wide receiver. He's not just a good wide receiver. He's a very good wide receiver. He's, like, damn near kicking elite in the ass. And I'm not selling a guy like that, especially on an offense like this that has no pass catchers. Like, that just means this dude is the funnel of targets every week. You know what I mean? That's that's literally, if if you could write up a scenario for your favorite wide receiver, right, what would that scenario be? Him be the only guy on the team that is a bona fide star. Because guess what? Then they're going to get a shit ton of targets. Mm. It would not surprise me in the least if Brandon Cooks leads the entire NFL this year in targets. Would that surprise you? Like, no. it wouldn't because surprise me. Because he's the only player worth getting targets on the team. So exactly. They, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot because they're going to be bad. So Exactly. You know? And I'll tell you what. They weren't bad in this game while Tyrod Taylor was healthy. No, they were actually winning this game before, they and they weren't bad last week with, against Jacksonville. No, like, and, and I'll tell you what, like, until the second half of this game, where Nick Chubb has that you know twenty-six yard touchdown, basically that sealed yeah. the game, and you know they started moving the ball, and Baker Mayfield scores that rushing touchdown, and and he throws the touchdown to uh, uh what's his name? Um, it's <coughs> gonna bother me. Um, Felton, where he throws that touchdown to Felton, right? Yeah. Like, uh, other than that, it was like big plays that killed this team because the Texans were playing good defense basically all game long. So, you know, my buys for this game, obviously if Tyrod Taylor didn't get hurt, I would say Tyrod's a buy in 2 cube league. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's definitely. I was somebody I would trade for. Um, it, it, I wanted so bad for Philip Lindsay in this game particularly to do something other than that 22 yard touchdown. I wanted him to like get five to 10 carries and break off like a 25 yard run, but he did nothing in the running game today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And David Johnson actually looked pretty good running the ball today. Uh, he caught a couple of balls. I mean, but I'm not buying anybody in this team on this team in the running game. Like I don't no. want anyone uh, in the passing game. I'm Brandon cooks is going to be a top 20 wide receiver by sheer volume. And if he had a better quarterback, the dude would be stupid. He would be a top 12 guy for me. 
uh, on the Brown side of the ball, I'm praying that when Baker Mayfield gets OBJ back next week, he starts to do some more than what he has been doing. In this game, he only threw the ball 21 times, uh, and they ran the ball a shit ton. I don't say, but that's kind of what their offense is going to be. If they're yeah. winning games or at all, or if they're in games, they're going to be running the ball like this. They should have last week, to be honest. They just, yeah. for some reason last week, they wanted to put it on Baker's shoulders and try to have him shoot out with Mahomes. Yeah. That ain't going to work. Yeah, like just run. They should have just played their game and ran the ball, and they didn't give Chubb and Hunt the ball the way they should have last week. But uh, yeah, this game they obviously came around. I mean, I'm surprised Hunt had more carries than Chubb. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. But uh, yeah. well, honestly, if if the Bra- if if Tyrod doesn't get hurt, they probably give up more points than they gave up this week. Yep. Uh, so I I'm agree. I'm not convinced that this Browns defense is as good as I thought they were going to be, because. Brown, you know, it had Tyrod not gotten hurt in the whatever first half, the end of the first half is when he ran that that touchdown in and then basically got hurt and was out for the rest of the game. Uh, they probably give up way more points than they did, right? Um, so I think Baker didn't like you said he, they want to run the ball and they want to put the ball in in their running backs' hands. Um, so you know, I think Baker in games where you know. And he had 18 fantasy points. Let's like he he wasn't terrible. He just didn't have yeah. to throw the ball in this game. So if he has to throw the ball in other games, I think he'll be better. Uh, so, I, but I am buy, I am selling that Kareem Hunt is a number two fantasy running back rest of season. I am selling that hard after watching yep. this game because he got 13 carries in this game because they were winning and it was basically at the end of the game he started getting a bunch of carries. But he was not very good. Uh, And if he doesn't score touchdowns, he doesn't get enough usage to be a number two running back. Right? So I'm nervous about Kareem Hunt. I I don't feel comfortable ever starting that dude. Ever. And I know know people love Kareem Hunt because he was, you know, he was so good. But I'm... He was so good last year, but Nick Chubb wasn't there when he was good. <laughs> exactly. And Nick Chubb, when he came back, Kareem Hunt was better because he still wasn't fully healthy. He, was, he wasn't, like, fully Nick Chubb yet until, you know, two weeks after he came back. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I, that's basically it for this game. I, you know, Nick Chubb obviously is a guy that we're all buying because, you know, the dude is a monster. Yep. All right, next game, Rams and Colts. Uh, so staff, eight, two touchdowns, one pick, uh, Daryl uh, Henderson, uh, 13 for 53 and a touchdown. Sony Michelle, 10 for 46. Cooper cup is an absolute monster. Uh, nine for 163 and two touchdowns. Robert Woods goes five for 64. Um, on the Colts side of the ball, yeah, Carson Wentz go for 247 and a touchdown with a pick. Taylor goes 15 for 51. Uh, Michael Pittman, eight for one twenty-three, um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Jack Doyle goes five for sixty-four. Zach Pascal gets another touchdown. Um, but what do you like from this game? I'll tell you what. Um, I am, I am convinced that. Oh, man, I, 
okay, how do I want to say this? I am convinced that Cooper Cup is going to be a top three fantasy receiver this year. Top like, three? Yes. Like, okay, and this is why, yeah. right? I know he's had two huge games, right? But if you look at the way they're using Cooper Cup, they are getting the ball in his hand all over the field, bro. Like, they're giving him the ball in screens, on screens. They're giving him the ball, you know, over the middle. They're throwing the ball deep to him. They're giving him out routes. They're putting him, they're lining him up in the back. His first touchdown, they lined him up as a running back. They lined <laughs> him up as a running back, and he ran a fucking wheel route, you know, up the middle of the field and scored the touchdown. Like, I just don't think any teams do that. Like, I, I, when have you ever seen, like, I, I'm trying to think of how I've, if I've ever seen that play, if I've ever seen a, a slot receiver line up in the backfield, like a running back and then run a real, a real, a wheel route, you know, up the middle of the field and score a touchdown. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That was, that was a unique, a very unique play call. Uh, so I, I love Cooper cup, dude. I like, I told you, I told you guys it was, you know, I was probably bold because nobody had him as a top 12 wide receiver. He was always in that 15 to 18 range at wide receiver. And I was like, I don't understand it. Like if this dude scores touchdowns this year, uh, like he did two years ago, he's going to be a top 12 guy and nobody has him there. And I'm convinced he's might be a top three guy. If he continues to play, like if they continue to give him 10 to 12 targets every single week, this dude's going to be ridiculous. Um, so for the rest of this game, I'm, I already told you guys, Matthew Stafford is going to be a top 12 quarterback period. Like I, I just, I fully believe that. Um, Carson Wentz, I actually am going to, I'm actually going to buy Carson Wentz if he's healthy because I thought he looked good in this game. He was getting pressured crazy. And some of the throws that he made, I was impressed. Like some of the throws that he made in this game were awesome. Um, for the getting trashed on social media for his interception, though. Yeah, 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 like listen, like I know people hate Carson Wentz because of what he did with the Eagles last year, and people want to just bash him. But this dude was under duress the entire game, like literally mm -hmm. the entire game. They were like. They were all over the, the entire game. So I'm going to give him a pass on a lot of the bad that he had in this game because he was getting he was getting fucked up, let's be honest. Um, so the further running game, you know, I'm like I told you guys last week, I'm buying Daryl Henderson just because he's getting the work. And Sony Michelle, you know, got a lot of the work in the fourth quarter. I mean, I think seven of his ten carries were in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, you know, I, I – and it was a close game. So, obviously, they, they like him a little bit better to close out games if it's a close game. Um, and then Naeem Hines, I know he had a terrible game, but I'm buying Naeem Hines will be better. And I know Jonathan Taylor had a bad, terrible game, but I, I'm buying that he's going to be better rest of season. Uh, for the wide receivers, you know, I, I need to watch the tape again of this game because I want to really see what Michael Pittman did because last week I watched him and he was god-awful. Uh, and even if I watch this game and I know he had 12 – you know, 12 targets, eight receptions, 123 yards. Regardless, you know, not a guy that I, I am super excited about. He doesn't do anything, one thing well. Like, he's not fast. He's not a, a super high jumper. He's not, like, you know, a guy that wins jump balls and shit like that. He just, you know, I don't know what happened in this game. I got to watch it again. Um, 
But uh, that's basically it. Zach Pascal is basically the guy that Carson Wentz looks to in the end zone <laughs> because yep. he has three touchdowns this year. So I'm buying yep. the red zone guy for this team, and that's about it. Jack Doyle was just, you know, I think his he he was very lucky in this game to have the stat line he did, and I'm not interested in ja- in uh you know Jack Doyle. Yep. All right, so we're going to move on to the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins. Um, We're not really going to touch on this game a whole lot because Miami side of the ball, there ain't nothing to really touch on. Um, And, you know, Buffalo, they just were winning so much that they were able to run the football the way they normally don't do, which is why, you know, Moss has two touchdowns. Singletary goes for 82 and a touchdown. Uh, but I think a lot of this, like, I, I don't think you're buying Singletary or Moss. Yeah. No. I mean, this, this running back, like this running game, like it's not going to do this every week. This isn't the, the type of team they are. This, they were just winning and running the football to basically to buy, buy bypass the time in this game. Yeah. They're both going to be low end RB twos for me, you know, RB twos and RB threes. They're always going to be ranked in my 22 to 26 range. Uh, probably on a weekly basis because, you know, this team is, like Kev said, they're just not a team that wants to run the ball a whole lot. Um, You know, if Josh Allen gets that rushing touchdown at the end of the game, then, you know, Zach Moss doesn't score that second touchdown and he basically only gets you 10 fantasy points. So he wasn't super involved. Uh, Devin Singletary, if he doesn't have that 46-yard touchdown to start, you know, I want to say it was his second carry of the game, uh, he doesn't finish with 17 fantasy points. So, you know, Basically, Zach Moss got an opportunistic situation, and Devin Singletary had a very nice one run in the game. Um, so I'm not super excited about you know either one of those guys. Um, Josh Allen, like I said, if he if he doesn't if he slides, if he doesn't slide and he jumps into the end zone, uh, you know he has a 24 25 point fantasy day. Uh, which is basically what you're looking for from the guy that you drafted as high as you drafted Josh Allen. But I'm not worried about Josh Allen. These are two of the tougher defenses he's going to face all year long. You know what I mean? The Ravens, as you can see from their first two games, they don't look very promising as a tough defense. Um, So I am not super, you know, worried about Josh Allen after what we saw from the first two games. And he has the rushing upside always. So, um. And then from the Bills pass catchers, I know people are worried about Stefan Diggs because, you know, back-to-back weeks he, he only catches four balls and, or, you know, he doesn't catch his normal, you know, eight targets or, you know, eight catches a game. Uh, but they didn't he, have to throw the ball. They didn't have to throw the ball a whole lot in this game for one. And for two, he was on Xavier Howard most of the game. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Most of the game Xavier Howard was on Stefan Diggs. So – I'm not really worried about Stefan Diggs at all. Um, and then the other pass catchers, I, the one guy that I'm buying a little more now uh, is Emmanuel Sanders. And it's because he seems to get at least two deep balls every single game. And he converts on those deep balls and some of the targets that he gets in the middle of the field, you know, he's going to be a consistent, you know, just like Cole is a consistent almost 10 fantasy points per week. So if you need a uh, you know some guy that's going to get you close to that every week and you have a terrible bench, you know I wouldn't mind picking up Emmanuel Sanders. But you know, like Kev said, on the Dolphins side of the ball, Tua got hurt. So, I was going to say. So my question with the so Tua got hurt, like you said. My question to you is, 
do, do the pass catchers value drop at all with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot, actually. You know, and I know Tua has not been amazing this year, but Jacoby, the biggest problem I have with Jacoby Brissett is he is kind of in the, you know, he's kind of in the Jameis Winston ilk. He's a bad yeah. decision maker when he has pressure. Like he's a very bad decision maker when he has pressure. Like he looks face. just like him too. For real. Uh, so he's, he's just a bad decision maker. And this Dolphins offensive line in the past two games has not looked very good. Uh, they are giving up a lot of sacks uh, and a lot of pressures. You know, they gave up a lot of pressures and, you know, a couple sacks to the Saint, to the Patriots in week one. And this Bills defense, like, they could not stop Greg Rousseau. I'm, like, super excited about Greg Rousseau. I don't know if I'm excited about Greg Rousseau as much as I am thinking that this offensive line is bad. <laughs> but, you know, I, to, if Tua comes back next week, it sounds like it's a bruised rib. So it doesn't sound like it's, like, a long-term thing. I think they just were keeping it out of this game because, uh, you know, it kind of got out of hand quickly. Um, and I don't think they thought they were going to win this game. Uh, so if Jacoby Brissett is, is the starter for this team, I really don't want any of the pass catchers. I'm not starting any of them. And then, you know, Miles Gaskin also, to me, takes a hit because Jacoby has not been the greatest of throwing quarterbacks to the, to the, you know, uh, running back position. You know, Phillip Rivers was great, but the year before that, you know, they weren't really great throwing to the pass. You know, the running backs, it was kind of a situation with, uh, you know, Marlon Mack having a really good season running the ball. So I'm not, you know, super excited about anybody on this on this Dolphins team if he is the starter. Yep. All right, so we will move on to the next game. Oh, man, ow. Um. Patriots and Jets. Another game was real quick. <laughs> yeah, this game's going to be real quick as well. Mac Jones only throws for 186. Damian Harris, that freaking run was amazing, you know, showing his strength. James White, 5 for 20. Both of those guys get in the end zone. Uh, James White, 6 for 45, catching the ball. Um, on the Jets side of the ball, Zach Wilson was treacherous in this game, which most rookie quarterbacks wind up. They always are against Belichick defenses. Uh, Michael Carter, 11 for 59. Ty Johnson, 12 for 50. So the running game, you know, was able to get going a little bit. Uh, Braxton Berrios, 7 for 73. Elijah Moore, 4 for 47. Uh, they had 11 and 8 targets, respectively. Um, so anything that you're buying from this game? I am buying... <laughs> Damian Harris is about it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, well, James White too. I, I, I think, yeah, James you know, White. Yeah, James White is a guy that you know I was trying to trade for in like all my fantasy leagues last week, real hard, and I just could not get him from anybody. Uh, and after this game, I don't think you're going to be able to get him. Uh, I think, I think this. I, I know Stevenson got some work in week one. I think this is the punishment. least committee. Well, I think this is the least committee that the Patriots are going to go in a long time. You know, yeah. it's always been committee. But I think now it's like David Harris is our running back. James White is our pass-catching guy. And we'll obviously use White, sprinkle him in, in there in the running game, obviously, as well. But I think it's just going to be those two most of the time. You know, Taylor got three carries or two carries. 
you know, but uh, Kendrick Bourne got a got, got a carry. But, you know, most of the time, I just think that you're going to see Harrison White and that's going to be like the one two combination, which is not really what the Patriots have done. But, you know, it's good to see that you're you may actually be able to use two Patriots running backs. Yep. Uh, so, like I said, what I'm buying from this game is is Damian Harris, James White. I think they're both going to be great all season long just because James White is going to be used in the, you know, the passing game. And, you know, he looks like clearly Mac Jones favorite target, uh, a guy that he knows he can rely on out of the backfield. And, is, and that's super important for a rookie quarterback. And fucking Zach Wilson doesn't have that. That's what I'm buying from this game. Zach Wilson is fucking trouble, man. This, this, yeah. what I saw in this game was the Patriots disguising some blitzes that he did not handle well, and neither did the offensive line. The <laughs> offensive line handled it horribly. And some of the passes that this kid made were really, really bad, bad uh, decisions. Like he just. Yeah, I'm, well, that was one of the things. Well, Robert, Robert, what's his name? Robert Sala. Yeah. Robert Sella, whatever his yeah. name is, yep. their coach. Uh, that's one thing he said after the game is that he has to learn how to play boring football. Yeah. You know, not every play has to be, you know, electric and down the field. You know, this isn't Patrick Mahomes type football. Yeah. You're in your rookie year. You ain't got those kind of pass catchers. You know, right now, if you have to check it down to your running back, check it down. If you have to check it down to your tight end, do that. You know, just stop trying to make the big play every single time. And I think. You know, until he learns that, these kind of games could wind up happening, you know. But, you know, it's a learning experience. He's a rookie. This isn't a very good football team. So this, this is probably going to happen at some point again. It's going to happen a lot this year, dude. He's in he's in one of the toughest division of defenses in yep. the NFL. Dude, you play yep. the Patriots twice, you play the Bills twice, and you play the Dolphins twice? Like, yep. this is going to be a rough season for this kid. And and I yep. was telling people this from the beginning of the year. Like, I have a friend who's a Jets fan, and he's like, oh, my God. I can't believe we got Zach Wilson. He's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, bro, don't be surprised if this dude throws 20 interceptions this year because – he is in a like his division is super tough. He and he was all about you know this kid. And I like I like what I've seen from Zach Wilson, but this is a tough division, and he needs like his coach said he needs to learn how to dink and dunk a little bit more. Because let's be honest, like Michael Carter is a very good pass catching running back. Yeah. We saw that in college, and they didn't use him at all almost in this passing game. And when they did use him, the dude caught two catches two catches for i want to say it was like 30 yards or something he had a 17 yard uh, a little screen pass like they need to do that more they need to do that a lot more uh because he is just trying to go downfield and it, it's bad it is really bad um so that's basically it for the what i'm taking from you know this game i will say i was excited that they woke up and smelled the coffee on giving tevin coleman the most carries on the team. Like it was clear and evident that they did not want to give Tevin Coleman a, a big workload today. They wanted to see what the two younger guys could do. And yeah. both of them looked good. So I hope that continues. And I hope Tevin <laughs> Coleman is just like uh, basically yep. one of the backups because yep. I want to see what Michael Carter do. I want to see what Tyson, you know, Ty Johnson can do. And hopefully one of them wins the, the, the bigger workload and gets 15 touches a game. And we'll, that will be the guy that we start for the rest of the season. And that's it. Yep. All right. Moving on San Francisco and Philly, a very low scoring game, tough game. 
Uh, honestly, a tough game to watch if you're looking for points. Um, you know, Jimmy G goes for 189 and a touchdown. Uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell, the big pickup of the of the week last week, 17 for 42 yards. Did not look very impressive running the football. Uh, James Hasey, five for 38. Um, Trey Sermon got one carry and got a concussion on the play. Um, but, you know, outside of that, like, obviously Mitchell got the most carries, 17 of them. Uh, Garoppolo ran 11 times for 20 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel, six for 93. Uh, outside of that, the receiving game was pretty, you know, null and void. Uh, on the Eagles side of the ball, Jalen Hurts goes for 190. Uh, no touchdowns, but did have 10 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 13 for 55. Uh, Quez Watkins catches two balls for 117 yards. Uh, but this receiving game, same thing. Nobody had more than two catches. Devontae Smith did have seven targets, but wasn't very effective with all of them. This was just a very defensive game, very physical, uh, you know, good old school type football here. Um, I just want to say one thing I am buying is Debo Samuel. Um, you know, whatever happened with Brandon Ayuk last week or in this preseason, they obviously said, you know what, Debo is our going to be our number one because it's clear. Like the first two weeks of the season, Debo Samuel has just looked very good, you know, with the football. And, you know, he's definitely could be wind up being a guy drafted in the what ninth round, eighth, ninth round. I think some double digits, depending on, you know, at what point you were drafting. You know, he could wind up being the steal because he's definitely looking like more the number one guy. And Ayuk is not even, you know, Ayuk had one catch for six yards in this game. Yep, I agree. Um, So real quick, I'm not buying Jimmy G. I don't want Jimmy G on my fantasy team. You know what I mean? Nah. Like he is, he is the quintessential don't fucking lose us the game. Like that yes. is that is what he is. He is not the guy that's going to, uh, you know. And last week he played a terrible defense and he put up a whole shit ton of points because Debo. Well, not even a whole bunch of shit points. He put up a lot of points because Debo went for 189 in the touchdown. Um, if it wasn't for Debo doing that, then he doesn't have a very good game last week. Um, you know, so I'm not buying Jimmy G. I will. I am. I agree with Kev. I'm a buy. I'm buying Debo. Um, I'm actually buying Jermichael Hasty a little bit because I think they towards the end of the game they saw him have that big run and they started giving him a little more work. Um, and Mitchell went down, Sermon went down. Yep. At one point, Hasty went down. Like their whole team was getting hurt. Yeah, they were all to be honest. If you have IR spots and you don't, you ain't using them. Go grab you some Jeff Wilson. Hell because, yeah, already you know way ahead I mean? of you, bro. I've been doing. You know that. what I mean? If you if you have an IR spot on your on your you know waiver and you, it's available. Jeff Wilson is a definitely a pickup because, dude, these dudes can't stay healthy, man. And even Jeff Wilson has never been able to stay healthy. But one of these guys is going to be running the football for the 49ers, and whoever it is is going to be pretty good. Hell yeah. So do that, like Kev said. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to give on up, up on Ayuk just yet. I know he's had two bad games, but – I yeah, want one catch to for see. six yards in two games. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, I want to see if he can win the favor of the coaches back because obviously I think he's in the doghouse for some reason. Because from what we saw last year, the kid can play football. He's obviously a good player. So I want to stash him and not get rid of him just yet. But 
you know, it's getting if we get to week five and he's still doing this stuff, then I'm I'm pretty sure you can just be like, I'm done. Um, and then, you know, George Kittle, I, I'm buying that George Kittle is going to have a better rest of season. You know what I mean? I, I, I just I think the Eagles, what they did today was bracket Kittle because of what he did to them the last time they played. And they made it very difficult for Kittle to do a whole lot. So I, I I was impressed with how the Eagles played today on defense. They were very the Eagles good. defense through the first two weeks has been very very good. Yes. I mean they did go through a spurt in the second half now where they couldn't get off the field, yep. but overall I mean they've looked very the Eagles defense has looked very good through two weeks. Yes, they are um, very good. You know the issue with them is going to be their run, the running the stopping the run because there has been issues the first couple of weeks stopping the run game, but. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, from a fantasy perspective, still very good today. Um, you know, outside of that, you know, not really much, you know, Miles Sanders to me, I just, I don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? He's not getting any work in the past game like that. And he's only getting 12 carries, 12 or 13 carries a game, you know? So it's tough to really say I want you know to rely on Miles Sanders to be more than what he is right now because he's just not getting the work. Yeah, no, it was very surprising to me watching this game, and this is the last thing I'll say about the game. Um, it was very surprising to me watching the way that the Eagles attacked this 49ers team because if you watched the game last week with the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions were throwing to the running backs and the tight ends a lot. The Eagles did the exact opposite. They barely threw to their tight end position Weird. at all today. Yep, and they barely threw to the pa- to the to the running backs. Like they, it was almost uh, like a complete opposite of what we saw last week. They threw a lot to Devin Smith and he didn't do anything. Uh, Devontae Smith and he didn't do anything. Uh, they threw a lot to to uh, uh, what's his name, Jalen Rager, and he should have had a touchdown there. He just just the side of his foot touched touched the sideline, but that should have been a touchdown. Uh, and you know what? It it you know I I was very surprised to see the way the Eagles attacked this attacked this 49ers team because I thought the weakness in this 49ers team was getting it to your tight ends and getting it to the running back. So I thought Miles was going to see a, at least six targets in this game, and they did not do that. And it wasn't like Kenneth Gainwell got a whole bunch of targets in this game either. So it wasn't like ten- Kenneth Gainwell was the pass-catching guy that caught a whole bunch of stuff. That's not that's just not the way the Eagles attacked them, and I, I really don't understand why why they chose to attack them the way they did. Yep. All right, so moving on to the Raiders and Steelers. So Derek Carr, 382 and two touchdowns. He looks legit. Henry Ruggs, five for 113 and a touchdown. Waller, five for 65. Hunter Renfro, five for 57. Kenyon Drake, five for 46. So, you know, four guys on this Raiders team with five catches. They did not do a lot in the run game. 13 for 32 for Peyton Barber. Uh, I don't know why Peyton Barber is getting lead back carries he has not been good for like four years in the nfl uh from the pittsburgh side of the ball ben roethlisberger 295 a touchdown and a pick Najee harris 10 for 38 um juju gets a rushing touchdown uh deontay johnson nine for 105 on 12 targets claypool three for 70 on nine targets um you know Najee harris five for 43 and a touchdown he has the 25 yard touchdown uh, six for 41 for Juju. So a lot of stats for, you know, Pittsburgh guys, but obviously the offense was not, you know, electric is what you would want it to be only scoring 17 points. Um, what are you buying and selling from this game? 
I'm selling that Big Ben can have a bounce back season. I'm just I'm done. I just don't see watching this game. I did not see anything from Big Ben to make me think that he can turn this season around and and have a good season. Like it is the same offense from last year, but the dif- the difference now is that the difference now is that Ben Roethlisberger looks worse this year than he did last year. Like, and I, and I know people are like, oh yeah, he's fully healthy with the elbow. And you know, we all, I even said it, you know, I thought big Ben could have a bounce back season because I thought he was going to be healthy. He looks old. He looks slow. He is, you know, not very accurate, uh, throwing any kind of deep balls. You know, the one deep ball to, to, Claypool at the end of the game because they were losing the 52-yard catch. He underthrew him. He had to, like, slide to even catch it. And if he throws it in stride, if this was Big Ben from five years ago, he throws it in stride, and that's a 70-yard touchdown. But he's underthrowing guys. He's overthrowing guys. He's just – he does not look good. He looks bad. And we thought, you know, I, you know I'm going to say I am starting to – really waver on whether I want to have Najee Harris on my football team or not because this offense looks bad. So I am selling basically the entire Steelers offense except except uh, Deontay Johnson. You know I mean, Deontay Johnson is just getting way too many targets to not be a good fantasy player. Um, so, you know, I don't see how this team gets much better with the division they're in and with the schedule that they have because they did win this division. I, I just, this is to me, this is going to be a very frustrating Pittsburgh Steeler fantasy team uh, for fantasy owners who own Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm buying that Derek Carr is going to be as close to a top 10 quarter or top 12 quarterback as you can get because he looks awesome Pat, the first two weeks of the season. And these are against the Steelers and Bengals. I mean, the Steelers and Ravens, two of the better defenses in the NFL. He's doing this. So I'm buying all of the, all of the Derek Carr I can get. Um, and they're putting the, they're putting the game on his shoulders to win and he's winning them, which is awesome to see. I was a year early <laughs> On yep. Derek Carr, I was a year early because this looks like the year where he he has that amazing season that I thought he would have had last year. Um, and then for the pass catchers, I'm yep. not I'm selling Rager because if Rager doesn't, Ruggs. I mean Rugs, I'm sorry Rugs because if he doesn't have that 61 yard touchdown, he just has an okay game. Um, you know, Darren Waller is an absolute animal. We all know that. Uh, I am you know not worried huh? about really the any of the other pass catchers. I if Renfro. I was going to say, I'm buying Hunter Renfro. Yeah. He he is getting Cole Beasley type of love. Uh, he's the type of guy that can get you 10 fantasy points consistently if you you know need a need a solid option to throw in there. Yeah. So you know, Rugs is a guy like Kev said. If I need if I need a guy that can get me 10 points because I have bye weeks coming up or whatever, yeah. you know, I would go for Hunter Renfro. Uh, and then. Brian Edwards was a penalty away, a holding penalty away from another touchdown. This is two weeks in a row where penalties <laughs> and, you know, a bad throw last week by Derek Carr has basically cost him touchdowns, which sucks. But, um, you know, I, I, I still am buying that Edwards is going to be very good this year. Right. Moving on to the Saints and Carolina Panthers. So Jameis Winston, not completely 
opposite game this week. Um, and so, therefore, there's nothing really much to talk about. I mean, Alvin Kamara, eight carries for five yards. Um, you know, Kamara gets four for 25 catching the football, but nobody else has more than two catches. So this was a completely ineffective offense for the Saints, whereas last week you would have thought it was the greatest thing that was, you know, ever on the field. Um, this week, uh, Sam Darnold goes two catches, uh, 305 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. McCaffrey, 24 carries, 72 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also had five for 65. DJ Moore, eight for 79 and a touchdown. Uh, that's really anything, you know, special about the uh, offense for Carolina. But the Carolina Panthers look to be for real. Yep. I am buying the Carolina defense. I love what I've seen in the past two weeks. You know, and I know the first week was against the Jets, and I know we were all a little bit worried about, you know, this Saints team coming in because, you know, it was kind of like, eh, can they really get to the quarterback, or was that just a really bad Jets offensive line and team last week that they saw? And I'll tell you what, they sacked Jameis Winston five times, or six times, or no, wait, four times, I'm sorry. Uh, but they were all over him all game long. Like, he didn't really have a whole lot of time back there. Uh, Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. I'm buying that. He's terrible you know what i mean last week i know everybody's like oh yeah five touchdowns he's great but i told you he had 148 yards last week you know i was not very impressed with what i saw because i don't feel like he had really only took one deep shot in that game and i know they were getting great fail position but the way i felt like the team was trying to play was very dinky dunky and you know if you don't have a playmaker at the wide receiver position to make plays being a very dinky dunky team kind of fucks you because yep. we've seen it from many offenses over the past couple of years that are bad offenses that can't get the ball downfield that they start being super dinky dunky and they're just bad. And that's what happened with the saints team this week. Like they were trying to just little dink and dunk passes, trying to get the ball into Alvin Kamara's hands early. And just the, the you know, the Panthers were not having it. They were like, fuck you, Alvin Kamara. You're not doing, you are not, winning this game if they if you think that alvin kamara is going to win you this game we got another story for you because that that is not happening today and you know marquise calloway i know he was the the darling of the of the preseason and i told you guys i said a couple of years ago we watched brandon cooks it was like his second year in the league and he had this you know 120 yard game with drew Brees on three three you know uh drives and i said you know it seems to happen a lot with these saints where they because they experiment going deep in the preseason and it doesn't come to fruition in the regular season so i told you guys this and yep. marquise calloway gets you four targets two for eight like not a not a guy that you can even start or you a guy that i might not even roster you know what I mean? Like, I know he's had bad matchups the first two weeks because this Panthers defense is good. And then the week before, you know what I mean? He played the the probably best corner in the NFL. But regardless of that fact, this team, this team is just not good. Like, I don't know what happened in that Green Bay Packers game. But the Saints offense, if it showed you anything to this week, I think it showed you that this, this Saints offense is in trouble. Because... As much as I think the Panthers' defense is good, it is not the 85 Bears. Like, this team had less than 200 yards of total offense. That is horrible. Yep. Like, 
I don't even know if they got to 100. Did they get to 150 yards of total offense? I don't think they did. Uh, they had a total of 128 total yards. Yeah. So they, if, if you are a team and you can't get over 200 yards of total offense in a game, there is a serious problem. So they need Michael Thomas back really bad because this team has zero playmakers at the wide receiver or tight end position that are going to help them do anything. If Alvin Kamara gets bottled up in games the way he got bottled up in this game, this team is going to be very bad. Yep. All right. So we are going to now uh, discuss the Panthers really quick. Uh, both of us, you know, excited about what DJ Moore is doing. Um, you know, a little bit more if he's able to get downfield a little bit um, and they, you know, start taking some shots. You know, clearly uh, his his upside gets even higher because right now eight for 79 and a touchdown, like 11 targets. That's what we wanted to see from DJ Moore, uh, more consistently like last year. It wasn't, you know, last year, Robbie Anderson was just getting mixed in too much. I think McCaffrey being there this year, this is kind of taken away from Robbie's targets and, you know, DJ Moore is basically getting a little bit more of what, you know, he should have been getting. Yep. Yeah. I don't really have too much to add. DJ Moore is, is going to be awesome. Uh, yep. I am selling Robbie Anderson. Uh, I just don't think he's going. I just don't think him and Sam Darnold have a rapport. Uh, and, you know, as much as people wanted that to happen, I just don't think that's a thing. So, you know, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey are really the only two two weapons on this team that I I really want. Yep. All right. So Broncos, Jaguars, Teddy Bridgewater, three twenty eight and two touchdowns. Uh, Javante Williams, thirteen for sixty four. Melvin Gordon, thirteen for thirty one. Uh, Cortland Sutton, nine for one fifty nine on twelve targets. I'm patting myself wow. on the back. I just wanna. It's hard to do, but I'm doing it. You hear it? Yeah. I mean, I want to see how what happens when Judy gets back. But yes, I agree. Like, you know, seeing Sutton do this, I mean, this this offense could be. And Bridgewater has played very well in the first two games, mind you. It's been against the Giants and the Jaguars, but. I don't think Teddy's the most elite. You get like if they're able to grab up one of these elite quarterbacks with this receipt, like, dude, you got Tim Patrick who's looked like a very capable NFL receiver. You got KJ Hamler who is a speedster that can get you know can get open. You know you got Judy and Sutton. This run game with Williams and 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 Gordon is very like. And the defense is very good too. Like, man, this team could be very good if they were to able to snag. You know, this is the team that really should be trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, no doubt. Hell yes. And this is going to be real quick because yeah, I really don't have anything to say about the Jaguars. I think this Jaguars offense is fucking stupid. Like, that's the easiest thing I can say about this. Urban Myers sucks. They are so this like this team is so. It is so un fun to watch like there's no other word to say it other than unfun like it's just not fucking fun to watch it's terrible like it, they don't do anything they don't do anything that you're like oh yeah that was a nice play like marvin jones is really the only guy on this team that i want i don't I, and i told you guys you know james robinson i was just super nervous about because you know i thought there was going to be a timeshare and i and i didn't like carlos hyde was there with urban meyer because i know how much urban meyer likes carlos hyde but james robinson even gets the they don't pass it to him like last year he was getting a bunch of targets he gets three targets in this game for 17 yards like 
you're losing. Like, and you can't get the ball to fucking anyone else other than Marvin Jones. Like, what are you doing? Like, this team is just so bad. Um, all right, so the Broncos side. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Teddy Bridgewater, I'm buying Teddy Bridgewater in a two QB league. Like, I told you guys last week, if you can get him, go get him. Because, you know, Teddy was going to be great in this game, and he was. You know what I mean? He was he was awesome. I, I, I really like Teddy Bridgewater, I, and I know a lot of people don't. Uh, but I... I root for Teddy Bridgewater on a weekly basis because I just love the player. I love the kid, um, especially coming back from the injury that he came back with. We told you guys that this is going to be a 50-50 time split, and it is. So there's not much I can add to that. Yep. Cortland Sutton, like I said, I'm patting myself on the back because after last week, I told you guys that you know he was being shadowed by Bradbury, and Bradbury's one of the best corners in the league. And you know why? Why are you targeting you know the best corner, one of the best corners in the league, when you can just target the other side of the field in Jerry Judy? And that's what they did. Which, which makes what Terry McLaurin did the other night Impressive. even better because Bro. he was all over Brad. Bradbury was all on over him. him. Bradbury was on him every play. <laughs> and, yep. and most or almost every play and yeah but oh, yeah i don't think we really need to talk more about this game i mean no, it's it awesome you know to me the the jacksonville jaguars stink they're, they're probably going to get the number one pick again yes. you know or they're going to be in the top easily in the top five like and to me i think i don't urban meyer ain't built for pros i'm just telling you that right now i'm calling it no, now no he doesn't and that's the thing like he, you can't come into the pros as a college guru and now have two guys who have not had success big success in the nfl be your offensive defensive coordinators like he lets they call every play he doesn't call plays like he yeah. leaves it up to them to do it and neither one of these guys has been like hugely successful in the nfl he's a fucking terrible he, that is a terrible way to run a team in the nfl like you need to have input into the game plans if you're coming from college so it's bad. Like I said, it's just it. I don't have anything else to say. It was bad. Yep. So moving on to the Cardinals, these four o'clock games were awesome. They okay? were all they, great. The four o'clock games because I thought the one o'clock games kind of sucked. Yeah, to be honest with you, they did. the four o'clock games were awesome. Yeah. So Arizona and Minnesota, dude. I like if you drafted Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is going to be the number one quarterback this year. Yep. Like. Dude, <laughs> you know, all they do is throw the football. Bro, they, I told you. They, when literally. We, bro, in the preseason, they, didn't we say, in the preseason, we were like, yo, there's three guys that I think could finish number one. Kyler, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson. I said it. I said those three guys could be number one. Kyler looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he threw, he's had two bad interceptions in this game. But, man, he was, whew, he, he, he was chucking. Okay, my man had what? Let me see how many passes he had. He had 36 passes. It felt like a shit ton more than that. But he was just airing the ball out. Um, Bro, yeah, like seven it, incompletions in a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And two of them were interceptions. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no, you know, then he gets five carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. You know, Connor and Edmonds basically split work. Uh, Edmonds was more, a little bit more effective in the run game, but I thought Connor actually looked good on a couple runs that he had. Um, Arizona, welcome to the NFL, Rondell Moore. Um, my man looks like, dude, he was breaking a hundred tackles. Like he was breaking, he breaking every tackle. He freaking got some of the moves he was making out there. Dude is electric with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, Max Williams. 
you know, I don't think you're going to be able to count on this consistently, but he was very effective. You know, DeAndre Hopkins only gets four for 54, but does get in the end zone. AJ Green makes a great move on his defender, and then the stiff arm dives into the end zone. This was so fun. This game was so fun to watch. Then from Minnesota side of the ball, you had Cousins go for three touchdowns. Cook was was running like a madman, although he kept going down with injuries. Um you know, KJ Osborne, five for 91 and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, six for 65 and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, six for 39 and a touchdown. Like, this game was so offensive and it was so fun to watch. Bro, you want to hear a fucking crazy stat that I've never seen before in the NFL? Three pass catchers from the Arizona Cardinals caught every target. Right? Yeah. Max Williams was seven for seven. Right? DeAndre Hopkins was four for four and Chase Edmonds was five for five. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, that's awesome. I love Kyler. Like Kyler, I, two years ago when Kyler came in the league, I said he was going to be the number six quarterback. And I remember I was getting fucking hate. People were like, Oh, are you, you're crazy. A rookie in a, in the top six, blah, 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 blah. Now what the fuck are they saying? You know what I mean? Now everybody's like, Oh my God, Kyler is the greatest. Like, Please, like, I just hope Kyler finishes number one and he just has an amazing season because I love Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to add to what Kev said about this game. Like, Kyler was electric. Cousins was electric. Like, I we I told you guys to get Cousins if you needed a bye week replacement. because Or, you know, not bye week replacement. If you needed a guy in the early season because you had some tough matchups or you picked one of the rookies or something like that, that Cousins would be perfect. And he's been awesome in 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 you know the first two games of the year you know both games is over 25 fantasy points that he's basically giving you top seven quarterback numbers which is awesome right um you know dalvin cook he doesn't score a touchdown in this game but he was awesome um you know the pass catchers adam thielen i'm gonna say it now i was wrong you know yeah, I mean? like, we, any any you listen to any any podcast or anything. Everybody was calling Thielen. See, but what we had to remember about Thielen, which I don't think we were, we nobody took this into account. His favorite red zone target. He's just by not even just that. His like Adam Thielen was a fifth round pick. He finishes the number eight wide receiver last year. Yep. His his regression was put into his draft position. Yeah. He was drafted like outside the top or like the back end of the top 24 wide receivers. Yep. So his, his regression was in his draft spot, which nobody actually took into account. You know, it's just, and the fact is like, the dude may not be regressing. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he didn't have many yards, but my man scored a touchdown. He had two last week. Like he, he, He's going to get double-digit touchdowns. It's yep. almost a lock, yep. and as long as he stays healthy. Yep. And, you know, if that's the case, he's going to wind up finishing easily in the top 20. Yep, I agree. I, I You know, Adam Thielen, I thought his touchdowns would regress, which is why I had him for a regression, because I didn't think he was going to score 10 touchdowns. I thought he'd be closer to 7 or 8, and he clearly is go- is on per- on a pace for 10-plus touchdowns. Uh, you know, I still don't know if he gets to 14 because 14 is a lot of touchdowns and that's what he scored last year. But I do think he's going to be at least 10 touchdowns. I just don't see how he doesn't get to 10 touchdowns after starting the season off with three. You know what I mean? He's going to get to 10. 
Um, Justin Jefferson is a bona fide star. This fucking kid is going to be amazing for his whole NFL career. He is going. To, I just don't understand how the Vikings drafted fucking Randy Moss, who is to me, in my opinion, the greatest wide receiver in NFL history. You know, I know Rice has all the records and Rice is whatever, but Rice played almost twenty years in the NFL. Like, Dude. if Randy Jerry Moss played. Rice. Jerry Rice better than Randy Moss, bro. No. Jerry Rice no. played in an era where they did not throw the ball as much. And I know his team threw the ball more than what most teams did at that time. I was going to say, you can't but, say that, though, because they threw the ball but, a lot. They, 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 the they started the West Coast offense, yeah, and that's when but, they started throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, but his – like, dude, if he played in this era, oh, my God, it'd be ridiculous. No, I don't know. Uh, guys, guys were much fast are much faster in this era. Like the Randy, I don't want to get into the whole Randy Moss. Yeah, Randy Moss, Jerry. We're that's going to be a twenty minute conversation. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. We'll get into that later at some point. Um, but yeah, KJ Osborne. Like, I'm buying it. The dude's seen back to back games with with six plus t- targets, uh, and. He's producing with them. He's clearly a thing on this team. Like his sixty-four third pass catcher. Yeah, they finally got a third pass catcher. That sixty-four touchdown, sixty-four yard touchdown. Like I was surprised how fast it, it was. Not just the the way he caught the ball and scored. It, he actually outran people. Like he was gone. You know what I mean? So I I think they have a third pass catcher. I like it, especially because we were all kind of nervous when we saw you know. Uh, uh, Irv Smith go down, and we were kind of thinking, who the hell is going to be the third guy? You know, third guy that catches the ball on this team, or fourth behind Dalvin Cook. But you know, I like what I saw. Um, I'm patting myself on the back for Rondell Moore. Like I, I yeah. told you guys, I told you guys this guy was going to be good. Like he was, he's just phenomenal with the football in his hand, and they clearly want to get the football in his hand, and I love every minute of it. Uh, and that's basically it. You know, Christian Kirk kind of came back to earth. Uh, AJ Green scores the touchdown, but he was still just okay. Uh, this team, I like that they throw the ball to a lot of different guys because there's not really one guy you can focus on. Even though DeAndre Hopkins is by far the best player or pass catcher on this team, I feel like he has a cast of weapons that help him uh, this season. And and a lot of these pass catchers are going to be good this season. So if you have pieces, I, w- I want to get pieces of this offense, period. All right, so we're going to move on to the next game. The game that pissed me off probably more than any other game, uh, Dallas and the Chargers. Yeah. Um, outside of Dallas winning the game, like penalties, fucking penalties destroyed the Chargers. Dude, it was retarded. Had, like, two or three touchdowns taken back on penalties. Um, I think they had the touchdown to Jared Cook where they were had a legal formation. You know, pushed them back five yards, and then they turn around after that, and oh my god. Was that Brian Pringle? Or was Jared, dude, Pringle. Byron Pringle looked fast as shit right there. Um, but yeah, so they have the pet, you know, the the Jared Cook, you know, thing where they, you know, get the the, uh, you know, the, it gets called back for on the on the offensive uh, the illegal formation, and then I think they had a fifteen yard penalty on the same thing. I don't know, I, I don't remember what the penalty was for, but it was like, man, they took them back like twenty yards. Like after scoring a touchdown, then you had the bomb down the field, which it, it was holding on Jared Cook. Jared Cook yeah, definitely was, held. Uh, that's Van the Vanders. one that I was like, okay, I, yeah, I definitely yeah. saw that. But you know, just, you know, they had the the fall by Keenan Allen where Justin Herbert throws it directly at the safety. You know, they just shot themselves in the foot with penalties and and bad turnovers. Um, 
you know, I had the over in this game, so I was so pissed off because I, you know, I wound up losing a little money on that. Mm. But, uh, you know, this game to me, you know, I, I think this game was kind of a mirage because, um, you know, Dak really didn't do much. You know, the only real pass catcher, Amari Cooper, this is why I hate Amari Cooper. Because, yes, he will finish, like, dude, he will give you those games like he did last week. And you will love this dude. And then he will come out and go, what do you do? What are you doing? Three for 24. Three for 24. The dude had 13 catches last week. Three for 24 today. This is what Amari Cooper does, which is why I can't draft him. Because, yes, the highs are great, but the lows are low. And you start having games like this, and it winds up costing you your week. Um, You know, CeeDee Lamb gets eight for 81. A lot of it it was that play right before the half where, you know, he took off down the sideline, lateral to Ezekiel Elliott, and then Elliott, you know, got – tackled out of bounds right before scoring a touchdown at the, at the end of the half. But, you know, outside of that, he was, you know, he caught a lot of balls but was pretty ineffective. Tony Pollard was, man, like, I think this team should just trade Zeke. I'm going to be honest. Like, it, they throw the ball a lot. Pollard looks very good. Zeke makes a shit ton of money that's going to, that's hurting their cap situation. And they just gave Dak money though. You know, they're eventually going to have to keep this receiving core together. If they want to be, keep throwing the ball the way they are. Like I might just trade Zeke if I'm them and just work on throwing the ball with Zach and using Tony Pollard. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, like I think that they're the perfect one, one, two punch. I really like uh, the Zeke to- Pollard dynamic because i think i think zeke is the you know pound it grinder guy that like teams just hate to play against all game long and then pollard gives that speed to the outside yeah exactly so i think they're like the perfect duo i I don't want them to trade that because i do want to see these two guys but if they did trade zeke uh, you know i I could see some team you know that is desperate for a running back you know because you imagine if the 49ers traded for zeke right now oh my god (laughs) <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Yeah, that like, dumb. and even that, like, like trade Trey Sermon over there, you know, a guy uh, up and coming running back who's not making any money. And he's got kind of that same thunderish, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of, he runs with power. You trade him over there with a, you know, a couple picks, dude, you get Zeke over there with Trey Lance. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into the game. Uh, uh, I just want to say just a couple of things. Um, you know, Justin Herbert had three touchdowns stolen from him, which was fucking really annoying. Um, so he should have had a huge game, but I love that, you know, they trust this kid to throw the ball because they are putting his arm is ridiculous. 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 He's he's throwing like he's throwing seeds out there. Yeah. He's awesome. I love the kid. I really do. I I mean, he wasn't great today in my opinion, you know, couple bad decisions yep. but man this dude is going to be good for years yep i agree um you know ezekiel tony pollard i like the one-two punch um on the other side of the ball i'll just talk, i'll just go by the positions uh austin eckler i told you guys like don't worry about austin he i mean he 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 uh I know he only had he had 16 carries in week one. He scores the touchdown, but he didn't catch any balls. What does he do for you in this game? Nine for nine. Like, yep. I told you guys, relax. They were just trying to limit his workload a little bit, and he'll be fine. 
You know, Eckler, if he continues to play like this, dude, he's a, like I told you, he's a top eight guy. Um, and, you know, Mike Williams, I'm buying all the Mike Williams. I'm I buying it. I love it. I love the yeah. way he looks. He looks awesome. Uh, Keenan he Allen. Trying, he looks the way Devontae Parker did the year he was trying to make his money. Hell yeah. He looks you know what awesome. I mean? Devontae Parker two years ago. Yep, two years ago, Devontae Parker was playing for a contract, came out, and probably was had the best game, yeah, best year of his career with Fitz throwing a ball to him. That's kind of how Mike Williams is playing right now, you know. And there was them rumors of him being the ex receiver, you know. Keenan Allen's still getting his targets, but man, like Mike Mike Williams is being used heavily, even going back to last week. Hell yeah! Uh, so, you know, just looking at it, I think that, you know. This is going to be an exciting team all year long, and I, you know, I love everything I saw from from these two teams. It was actually very a very fun game to watch, and I agree with Kev. Amari Cooper, you got to play him every single week because he has those fucking blow up games, and then he has those games where you just want to kill yourself because you started, you know, yeah. Amari Cooper. But you know, it is what it is. That's, I mean, that's why he's the perfect number two wide receiver. He's not yeah. a number one. He's yep. a number two wide receiver. Yep, and CD Lamb is is for real. He's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be good all season long, in every game. I I I, I can't see C D Lamb having an Amari Cooper type season. He's going to be good in every game. He's gonna go score you at least ten to twelve fantasy points in every game, and then have the possibility of getting scoring you twenty plus. Yep. Uh, um. All right. So we're gonna move on to the Falcons and Bucks game. Um. This was just you know. Falcons just their defense is absolutely horrible. Horrible, you know. Like I, I truly think that that their defense is probably the worst in the NFL, in my opinion, from what I've seen through the first two weeks. They can't stop a freaking nosebleed. Um, you know, Brady is just, Brady just did whatever he wanted to do in this game. Two hundred seventy six yards, five. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, five touchdowns. You know, Fournette goes eleven for fifty two. You know. Mike Evans catches two touchdowns. Godwin catches a touchdown. Gronk catches two touchdowns. You know, Antonio Brown, you know, he really didn't do much in this game. And, uh, but it was definitely, um, you know, good to, you know, he definitely had opportunities where he was open. You know, um, they were just barely, barely missing each other. But, you know, I, I don't. I wouldn't go crazy with, you know, Antonio Brown. I mean, he you saw what he did last week. Don't don't overreact and act like he's just going to turn around and be, you know, terrible after this. I mean, this was they didn't throw, have to throw the ball as much as they normally do, even 36 passing attempts, but you know, this offense is just unstoppable and then the defense turnovers and picks did two pick six by the same guy like to close out the game, wound up covering for Steve. Um you know, so th- this team is good and the Falcons stink, but at least you got some love from, you know, Kyle Pitts had a pretty good game. Um, Calvin Ridley had a pretty good game. And Cordell Patterson is for real. I think Cordell Patterson needs to be on the field a lot more than Mike Davis. I said that to you guys last week. Like, I had actually a couple of people at my job that I, you know, talk fantasy with. And they were like, dude, you really think Cordell Patterson is going to be a thing? And I was like, man, listen, like, for one, he looked more dynamic out of the backfield than Mike Davis did, obviously, yep. as a pass catcher. And 
Mike Davis hasn't done anything in the running game to make me be like, ooh, he's he's going to be a, a really good rusher. So I, I don't see why you don't give Cardell Patterson at least 12 touches you know, a game, whether that's running or receiving. And that's basically what they did this to this game. They gave him 13 total touches, and the dude gets you – you know, basically almost 70 yards and a touchdown, two touchdowns. Two like, touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, 70 yards and two touchdowns. Like, I think he needs to be a 12 to 15 touch guy every single week. I don't care how he gets those touches. Like, he just needs to touch the ball because he is by far one of their best playmakers. And Calvin Ridley, I told you guys he was, you know, I told you guys start him in DFS and he paid off for you. I mean, does he get you 3X? No, but he got 10 targets, caught seven, 63 yards. You know, Calvin Ridley, if he's going to be a 12 target guy every single week, which is what he should be, um, you know, he's going to pay off for you just for by sheer value. Um, you know, and I told you guys after Julio left, I don't see the big, huge blow up games that, you know, we saw in some of the games last year, but, um, you know, so far that's coming to fruition, you know, but. You know, I'm buying the Bucks. everything. Tom Brady is trying to be the MVP this year, which would not surprise me if he is because, you know, NFL people love Tom Brady and, you know, he is doing what he needs to do to be the MVP. You know, I knew he, he threw two interceptions last week, but both of those interceptions were really not his fault. I mean, he threw, he threw a Hail Mary at the end of the half, and then, you know, he threw that pass that went through uh, – uh, What's his name's hands? Um, Leonard Fournette's hands yep. and, and gets ca- you know caught for an interception. So that's not his fault. So basically, in my eyes, he's he's ten touchdowns and no interceptions. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know you can't be play you can't play football much better than Tom Brady has started off this season. And uh, you know if you mm-hmm. have a lot of Bucks players, Rob Gunkowski, you know especially, uh, you know we I think me and Kev both touted him as a ten touchdown guy, and and he's on way ahead of a pace than what we even thought. Uh, so it is, it's going to be awesome. And I told you the last thing I will say is I told you guys that Mike Evans will be the, you know, super, you know, the, the super, cho- super unchalky guy because of him not getting the amount of targets that he got in the week one. And I said, Hey, you know, you need to play Mike Evans in DFS this week. And I hope you listen to me because he went yep. off. Yep. Um, not really much to add. As, as high scoring as this game was, there's really not much more to add from it. You know, Russell Gage, you know, he does get five catches on seven targets. Mike Davis did catch the ball seven times. But, you know, let's be honest, like, you know, I, I don't really <laughs> – this Falcons team is just, you know, I mean, it's just uh, – it's just – it's a sad thing to watch. <laughs> And the last game from the four o'clocks was the Titans and the Seahawks. This was an awesome game. Went into overtime. Um, I'm selling everything I own on Mike Hen- on Derrick Henry. Sell Derrick Henry right now. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm joking around. <laughs> like the, that dude's unbelievable, man. Uh, you know, usually last week. I was gonna say usually these games happen in like the second half of the year, but this dude is just like he just wears defenses down when they give him the ball like this and eventually like those holes open up and he's able to to get through and take like dude he's unbelievable man he really is for a guy that t- 35 carries today 182 yards three touchdowns you know what i mean and then on top of that he caught six for 55 today six balls for 55 yards for derrick henry 
This dude never catches. He, he's lucky he gets two. He got six for 55. Yep. Like, you see how good this offense could be. You know, you unfortunately, if you own A.J. Brown, this was not a good game for him. Julio, six for 128. But he basically was, was missing in the whole second half. You know what I mean? He, he had over 100 yards in the first half. Um, you know, second half was basically the Derrick Henry show for the, for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the Seahawks side of the ball, Russ was amazing again, 343, two touchdowns, Tyler Lockett. Awesome. You know, he has 178 yards receiving like that, that rapport that they've have is just unbelievable. Uh, Freddie Swain goes five for 95 and catches a, a long 68 yard touchdown. DK Metcalf six for 53, not the greatest game for him. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, I, I just, I, I like what this past game is and I think DK will turn it around and turn it around eventually. I'm sorry. Um, I do worry a little bit more about AJ Brown, to be honest with you. Um, seeing what's going on with this offense, you know, Julio being there and them knowing that they want to use Derrick Henry the way they did. I don't know if the targets are going to be there for, for AJ Brown. And they were, even looking at his target share last year, he was able to produce with a minimal share of targets. He's not really doing it this year. And even like he had opportunities, got down the field deep, and he just wasn't able to catch balls, dropped a big pass today. Like AJ Brown's starting two. to scare me. Yeah, AJ Brown's starting to scare me a little bit. He dropped a touchdown, uh, you know, at the in like the wanna say the second quarter, because what happened was he saw the defender coming. And yes. Just, oh, yes. 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 Yep, that's right. And and basically was like, oh shit, I'm about to get hit. Alligator armed it. Yep. Dude, if he ca- catches that ball, that dude's not bringing him down because that dude was just clearly just trying to th- lower his head and 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 put a hit on him. And AJ Brown is a huge dude. AJ Brown easily breaks that tackle and scores a touchdown because the other defender fell on his ass. He was on the. Yep. He was completely out of the play. Fell. Fell and everything. So that should have been a touchdown. Oh, uh, that would have been a like sixty yard touchdown. And then he ca- he he drops a pass on the sideline that would have been like another thirty yard catch, um, because he just I don't know what the fuck happened. It hit him in the hands and it just kind of bounced up in the air. You were like, what the hell? I didn't catch yep. this. Um, so yeah, he was super frustrating today. Uh, I I I I was talking to uh, you guys know show enough, Mike. Um, you know, I was talking to him today and I said, yeah, I said I think I might have uh, been wrong on the. <laughs> on the uh, AJ Brown call, and he was like, "Yeah, you suck." So uh, you know, I suck, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, AJ Brown does not look like he is is uh, going to be wow. the guy that I thought. And dude, Travis Kelsey. Travis is Kelsey is so a monster. Good, oh my He's god, so good. God, I love Travis Kelsey. He's just so good. Why is he so good? That just that that That's hurts. Re- ridiculous dog that right there hurt me so bad in multiple ways (laughs) oh i know yeah i'll tell you what i I probably that might have that might have won some people some fan duel lineups that i'm in now that i'm thinking about it but anyway um so you know that's really what i have to say about aj you know julio is julio julio is just always going to be a guy that that can get you over 100 yards and in any game because he is just he is the yard king you know, Julio is just a yard king. Uh, Derrick Henry was amazing in this game. I can't say anything bad about Derrick Henry. And the, I was super nervous in the first half uh, because he looked fucking terrible. And then they just decided, you know what? Looks like this team is starting to get wore down. 
And uh, they were right because they ran him. You know, he had I think he had 18 carries in the first half, and then he finished the game with 35. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. they gave him another, uh, you know, um, like se- what was it? What the hell is that? 17 more carries at the end of the game? Like in the fourth quarter, he had 120 yards rushing. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, he was great in this game, and I, I have nothing bad to say. Um, Russell Wilson, like Kev said, I agree. I, I mean, like, he's awesome. And uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett looks like he's going to be a top 12 guy, and me, Kev, me and Kev both told you guys we have him in our top 15, and we would not be surprised if he was a top 12 guy, and it looks so far I mean, like he's it was like – we talked about it. Like he was getting the same amount of target share as DK Metcalf last year, and so many people were higher on DK Metcalf. Like, oh yeah, people were poo pooing, dude. Poo people, yeah. were poop. Like we literally, I literally heard fantasy podcast where people were like, Tyler Lockett is just a, a a big play guy, and that's that's all he is. He's not. He's you know if he has if he doesn't have a big play in a game, he's just no good. Well, in this game, he had he had that one sixty three yard touchdown, but he was catching a lot of stuff around you know around. 15 10 15 yards you know i mean i i know his yards per catch were uh you know 100 or whatever uh 22 or something like that uh for the game but tyler lockett was catching the ball all over the field it wasn't just deep throws the whole game you know i mean like he broke a couple that gave him some deep you know throws and touchdowns but you know he Tyler Lockett is, is awesome. I don't give a shit what anybody says and if the dude is going to share as many targets as dk metcalf gets every week guess what i want as much Tyler Lockett as I can get, and I got a lot of Tyler Lockett this year, so I'm happy with it. Yep. All right, guys, so that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, we will just say from the first half, first two and a half quarters of this game, it looks like actually a very good game. Yeah. If you had Ty- Tyson Williams, unfortunately it looks like he's not being used much in the second half, Could fumbled a touchdown that was recovered, but you know he what, ran the ball well, but just – you know, he ran the ball well in the first game, but made mistakes. Um, Travis Kelsey just a monster, and just whatever he just did just there was just unbelievable. Like yeah. carrying guys on his back, running through guys. Um, so yeah, that was uh, you know, that's pretty much what's going on there. There's a lot of offense in this game. You know, Tyron uh, the Honey Badger has what two interceptions? One of them took him taken back for a touchdown. Um, so yeah, um, you know. Keep watching this game and let's see what how it finishes. I have a first half takeaway. We don't know how how uh you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to finish this game. Yep. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire is He's getting smacked. Yo, he is, <laughs> he is just dude. For a guy that was getting drafted as high as he was getting drafted, like I don't have top, I don't have him anywhere except one league, and it was because it was our league. It was the league yep. that me and Kevin were in. It was because I had no choice. I had to take a running back. And I was like, you know what? I'll just take him because the upside is there. And I should have taken Chris Carson, but I was like, you know what? If he has a huge season, he's super young. And I'll have him for the next three years as where I know I'm not keeping Carson for the next three years. And, uh, you know, it's just this dude is just – he's just not good. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just not good at football. They And they I'm, do not trust him inside the five-yard line, period. No. At and all. I'm going to tell you this right now. The Baltimore Ravens' defense is not good. No. Their pass defense no. is it's awful. Horrible. Especially is now terrible. with no uh, – no, with, with you know, right now they have uh, – what's the name out? Uh, Marlon Humphreys. Marlon Humphreys hurt. You know, Peters obviously tore his ACL. Like – 
this pass defense is terrible. Yeah, they're in trouble. Yep. So, all right, guys, we will be back tomorrow with another podcast. Um, we'll go over the waiver wire with you guys. So until next time, peace out, guys. Peace out, family. <laughs>